0: Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey Girl. Hey Girl. Hey Girl. Hey Girl. girl. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Hey Girl. Hey girl. How are you Emily? Thank you for being here. I am great, you know. How are you? I'm doing pretty good today. Before we get started, can you please let the Hey Girl listeners know who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um so I am a writer and illustrator and I founded a brand called Emily McDowell and Friends back in 2012 and we make greeting cards for the relationships we really have. So the brand was born of an observation that you know, I would go to stores and I wouldn't be able to find cards that reflect My own relationships and my own reality. So I started making them. I had been a creative director in advertising in my prior career, and I started out with an Etsy shop, and it grew really quickly from there. We are probably best known for our empathy cards, which are our answer to traditional sympathy cards. I had cancer when I was 24, so 20 years ago. And the sympathy card selection
0: (laughs) at that time was (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: definitely lacking. And one of the things that I really learned in that experience was how difficult it is for people to witness someone they know and love going through a major illness and that people don't know what to say. And so I wanted to make some cards that really helped bridge that communication gap and helped people who were going through the thing feel seen and heard and understood and help give people who wanted to communicate with them an opportunity to be able to say some of the things that maybe they couldn't have come up with on their own. That's one of the things we've become really known for over the years is that space.
0: Well, I've been a customer since your Etsy shop, so it's really oh, awesome. I love it. Thank <laughs> Yeah, I still have my groceries and shit canvas bag (laughs) hanging tough with me. But I really love the work that you do and the authenticity that really shines through with your offerings. And I kind of want to backtrack. And if you're okay with this, talk a little bit about a cancer diagnosis at 24 and how that shaped you and also how it facilitated you in building this resilience and, in turn, community through that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the thing that was the hardest thing for me about my cancer diagnosis and experience was not any of the things that they said would be hard. Like, it wasn't like losing my hair or the physical stuff, although those things sucked for sure. It was more the emotional impact of feeling like the people around me didn't know what to say or what to do or feeling like I was a burden or feeling like I didn't know anybody who had been sick when they were young. This was 2000. And so there wasn't much in terms of peer support for young people with cancer. And there's a lot more of that now, which is amazing. One of the things about the internet is that it helps facilitate community among people who otherwise wouldn't be able to meet. And that's so incredibly valuable for anybody who's going through anything tough. And so really the hardest part was this feeling of just real loneliness, you know, and feeling like there was something wrong with me because my friends struggled to connect with me and I struggled to connect with them. And I really f- sort of internalized that and felt like, well, there has got to be something like this is probably me, you know, and mm. this is maybe if I was better at being a person or better at having cancer or just better, like this experience would be different. And I had a year of chemo and radiation and went into remission. And, and at the time, I really wanted to put that experience behind me. So if you had asked me at age 25, are you going to utilize this experience in your career, in your life? Is this going to be part of your identity? I would have said, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Like I want to be done with this and I don't want my identity to be about this. It wasn't until 10 years later that one of my college roommates, one of my best friends was diagnosed with cancer and passed away three months later. I witnessed her experience and Realize, and it wasn't until then that I realized like, oh my God, this experience that I had gave me the ability to be present for her in a way that I would not have been able to had I not gone through this myself. Mm-hmm. And it also showed me this wasn't about me. This experience that I'd had was a real universal experience of people in our culture not knowing what to say because we don't talk about illness. We don't talk about grief. But we don't learn how to be present for each other in those situations. Situations, And so, you know, I watched people struggle to be there for her and she was beloved and, and amazing. And it was like, oh, duh, dummy. This isn't about you. Right. This is about a large systemic cultural issue. And, you know, but it really took that experience coupled with my own experience to like
0: turn on the light for me. Are you a social drinker? Do you enjoy wine down Wednesdays with your girlfriends on Zoom after work? Did you have a little bit too much to drink once and woke up with a hangover? Well, Goody's Hangover is more than the natural supplements you've seen before for treating hangovers. With a history rooted in analgesics and putting an end to tough pain, Goody's Hangover has the right formula to stop pain fast and provide a boost of alertness. Goody's Hangover Powder temporarily relieves minor aches and pains due a hangover, headaches, or muscle aches. It also helps restore mental alertness when experiencing fatigue or drowsiness associated with a hangover. It's also easy to use. You can toss it back or mix it with water or any other non-alcoholic beverage of your choice. Goodies understands that you can't afford to let a hangover slow you down. And for a hangover that is real tough, you need real medicine. Now you can have a fun night on Zoom with your girls without worrying about the next morning. Goodies Hangovers. Real medicine for real hangovers. Fast relief with a boost of alertness. I love that you were able to share that story in particular, because I find that it is really challenging for us to lean into the collective grief or even our own individual grief. So being able to share in that moment with someone else, yes, while grieving, but also showing up in support or in this, you know, sense of collective healing, I find is just really important and especially Today. I mean it was important then and it's also important now. We're going through this really wild time with uprisings and the pandemic and so many of us are grieving and mourning. And still there's this kind of narrative that we should be like being super productive or superhuman. Oh, um
1: <laughs> anything. super freaked out. Yeah. Especially.
0: So I love that you shared that story about your friend and being able to be present with her and shifting the narrative from like this is not a bad And if we look at it from a different lens, it truly is about us. And like, how do we come together in that moment of community? And that shifts me to my next point, bridging the gap between, you know, art, you're an artist and writer and community and how art is playing a role today in community care for your customers, for your relationships, your friendships, your work, etc.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, art has really saved me. Interesting. I'm in a real sort of personal crossroads at the moment because my brand is, we're really in the process of beginning. We started last year and we're continuing this process of bringing in other voices, other writers, other artists, other people to publish their work alongside my own. And with that, my personal job has really shifted towards being more of a creative director and less of the person who makes the work. And what I'm noticing is that I'm really missing making the work, which is kind of a duh, (laughs) but also the way in which I was making the work was not sustainable, right? Like I went from, I need to express myself. This is sort of the, I talk sometimes about the danger of monetizing your joy. And, you know, so I went from somebody who wrote things because I felt like I had to write them and loved lettering and loved illustrating to someone who was personally responsible for creating a hundred products a year. And I did that for seven years and I got really tired <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: and it became really clear that it wasn't sustainable for me to work at that pace, nor was it what I wanted. And so finding this balance of doing my own work and sort of creative direction and helping to publish other voices that are really important. You know, one of the things that I think the hardest thing that the thing that I'm most proud of having built is like the creative work is great but the infrastructure of figuring out how to manufacture and publish and distribute product that's the real tough part of having a product based business and so having the ability to help do that for other people is really rewarding to me basically saying can we help you do that so you don't have to do it because i did it and it maybe wasn't like i'm glad i did it i think but oh my <laughs> god it a lot of work and so for me what i'm finding in these times is that i'm really working on car carving out the time to make art as a personal practice that's not for monetization or public consumption and finding reconnecting with that joy that art brings me and brought me in the beginning and you know it's tough like i think a lot of people are feeling this and i'm really feeling it like i'm struggling with creativity right now and i think that that's a natural side effect of our nervous systems being on just like hyperdrive all the time in the background running our brains you know, even if we're not aware of it, there's a, a heightened factor to our bodies that's happening as a result of the way that of what's going on in the world and the news that we're absorbing 24 seven and all of the changes that we've had to embrace and roll with and just be since the beginning of this year. And so I just want to say if it's helpful to anyone that like, I am super struggling with creativity. And if you are finding yourself struggling with creativity, that is normal and fine. You know, it goes along, I think with the productive like every time I see on Instagram or social media or like out in the world this like messaging around using this time to be productive I just want to like punch something
0: My morning routine normally consists of trying to get up a little early before the kids, getting my self-care silence in, drinking a cup of coffee or tea, and washing my face, and just having a moment. There are a lot of great ways to start your day. Maybe you eat a nice healthy breakfast or meditate. But what about starting with making up your bed? Now, that doesn't really work for me because my husband is not up when I'm up, but when you make your bed in the morning, it starts a chain of daily successes. And I know this because when we are up together and we do make our beds right upon rising, I feel like the day does get off to a fresh start. What I love most about Brooklinen sheets is that I am more excited to walk in the room and see a freshly made bed with their beautiful sheets and offerings on them. The high quality sheets are great and at a low price. Their sheets are soft and well made, which you can't beat. And for the price, it is wonderful quality. Brooklinen was the first direct-to-consumer bedding company. They work directly with manufacturers and directly with customers. No middlemen, just a great product and service. They offer all luxury products without the luxury markup. Brooklinen also offers a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials for your lounging needs, like their classic, cool, and crisp, timeless with a matte finish, luxe sateen, buttery, smooth cotton sheets, or my favorite, the linen, which is airy and effortlessly chic, made with the highest quality flax in the world. Needless to say, Brooklinen sheets are the perfect place to start making your mornings great. Brooklinen is so, confident in their product that all their bedding comes with a lifetime warranty. So get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use promo code HEYGIRL only at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Again, that's promo code HEYGIRL only at brooklinen.com for 10% off your first order. No, I feel, I feel that a hundred percent. And as someone who, Writes books and someone who facilitates courses. I am constantly like trying to harness myself in my own personal practice of writing, which saved my life quite literally. And also being able to show up for my community like, how do I do both? And then, how do I anchor myself when I don't want to do either? And like holding space for rest and ease. And I think that's something that I've been really exploring in my own life as a creative person. As a mother, as a wife, as all the things and like also trying to remember my identity outside of my work, my roles. I love that you brought that up because I've been hearing that a lot too. Like I'm just really struggling. And I told one of my girlfriends the other day, I am really struggling. Like I just feel really tender and raw and like, I don't know what is going on. And she was like, girl, me too. So just having that moment of like sisterhood and also permission to show up in this vulnerable space and not know what the next move is, be it creatively or just as a human being in life. It's like, yo, what is go- like, what is happening?
1: I feel like, yo, what is happening is the tagline of 2020.
0: Yes. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yes. So to shift gears, self-care during this time, you were just mentioning, you know, art as a personal practice and creative aspect. How are you taking care of yourself outside of work, outside of art, and then bringing that back in. How are you creating a personal art practice that is just for you? And what does that look and feel like during the day for you?
1: Well, I think one thing that's really, that's been a big shift for me over these last few months, and it was happening over the past year for me, but then over these last months have accelerated it, which I feel has happened with a lot of things in a lot of sectors in the world. But it's interesting that how it parallels with me is that I'm off social media as much as I can be. I really found that it doesn't feel supportive to me right now. I'm not, you know, anti-social media in general. I mean, it's brought me so many wonderful connections in my life. It built my business. I'm not on personal Facebook anymore. I'm not doing a personal Instagram anymore. I used to write all the captions and do all the interaction with our business Instagram. And now I share that with a team. And that's been a choice that's been so important just for my own self-preservation and sanity. And it came with a lot of guilt, especially sort of stepping away from the business Instagram To the degree that I'd been doing it, I realized that it just felt as if it was a burden more than anything else. And I just gave myself permission to let go. And, you know, I can always step back in and I probably will. And when I have something that I need to say, I can. (laughs) come back. And I really feel like for me, it's given me some really necessary space to breathe and to just kind of do my own work and do my own inner work also around racism, around white supremacy, around all these things require space and time and real focus. And I found that social media was really pulling my focus in ways that weren't really serving me. And so I've been real internal these last couple months.
0: I love that. Releasing the distraction, releasing the distraction of social media is major. And I think that a lot of folks are doing that, myself included. It just feels really performative some days. It feels really just like there's so many voices, there's so many acts going on. And self preservation is key, specifically during this time. And as you said, doing our inner work requires us to go inward. Be introspective and learn from ourselves and trust that we are our own expert and that we know what we need instead of looking at social as this kind of external validation or even just a distraction period from doing that inner work. So I know, I know what you mean, a hundred percent, and self preservation off of social as self care is is wonderful. So as we come to a close, I'd love to ask you three icebreakers, but I think I'm only going to ask you one. (laughs) I'd love for you to share some words of wisdom to your younger self. I've been doing a lot of inner child work lately, journal work and writing practice, and I'm really curious to know in what ways you've been nurturing your inner child and how that's been coming up as you do your self-work.
1: Yes, I love this. I love inner child work and I've done a lot of it and it's been so valuable for me. One of the things that I would tell my younger self is that your sensitivity is not a liability, that your sensitivity is a superpower and that it enables you to do the work that you'll eventually do. And it's what's gonna make you good at connecting with people, it's what's gonna make you good at your job, it's what's gonna make you able to function in the world. It's not something that you need to get over or that you should feel ashamed of or that something treat like an aspect of yourself that needs
0: to be fixed. Thanks for listening to the show today. Please rate, subscribe, and review. Also, feel free to share with a friend. We love having our community grow. Music is by DC Zone Kokai.